0: 2.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is The Jeff Ward Show.
1: Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you respond. Pretty straightforward. The phone numbers, you'll need them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. On Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it this week, it's at Jeff Ward Show. You can post your comments there. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Uh, Get to the point. Please don't suck. Do all you can to make the show better. Got it? Just make the show better. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Make sure you check out the podcast. We drop each afternoon. The Jeff Ward Show podcast is available wherever you download your podcast. Subscribe to it. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. We drop that in the afternoon as well. I look like Shrek sitting in front of a weird wall, but it seems to be doing pretty well. That's the Jeff Ward Show on YouTube. Subscribe to it. You know, off and on all football season, I've done this thing on Mondays where I call it overreaction versus reality. This would be what I think is a standard overreaction from a lot of people. Then, of course, my own reality. So do with that whatever you want. There's never been a better time to do overreaction versus reality because we now know what everyone is right you know the the judgment is in um all of it's been handed down we know exactly who everyone is so let's start I, i think starting with the obvious overreaction your houston texans will have a ridiculously successful season with six wins six I know it's six because the last three years, I've stared at a giant board in Las Vegas and said, no blanking way. I'll take the under. Thank you. Six wins. Reality. The franchise that almost always does everything wrong, you understand, they're not just nondescript where no one cares. They do everything wrong. They can't get anything right. They've now done almost everything right. Really. They won their division. That's almost throw up on your shoes kind of conversation. They won their freaking division. (laughs) That's that's absurd. In, In a good way. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying reality is they've done everything right. They got it figured out. They got it working. It's, uh, you know, every every bad joke that's been easy to say about the Texans, you cannot say those things right now. They've done it right. They've got it figured out. They'll have the rookie of the year, certainly the offensive rookie of the year, and C.J. Stroud. He is a – this is not even debatable at this point, right? When you have the talent and the stones in a must-win game, the very first snap of the game – to throw a laser 75 yards downfield for pass number one, touchdown number one, you're pretty good. They've got a top five quarterback in the league. They don't just have a top five quarterback of the rookie class. They have a top five quarterback in the entire league for the foreseeable future. They got it right. There's, He's just right. He's just that good. It's the real thing. It's not luck. It's not, yeah. You know, all of it is right there. Okay, so they got the rookie of the year almost in a runaway. No, it is a runaway. They might also have the defensive rookie of the year in Will Anderson. And they could have the head coach of the year. If not, D'Amico Ryans, if he's not coach of the year, at worst, he's two or three. It's not a bad start to uh, your future, right? Think about this with the Texans. The most important, I've said this many, many times, and this never changes. The most important building blocks of a roster in the NFL. You can't really succeed for any length of time without these things, okay? And that is quarterback, rush end, left tackle, receiver, head coach. I would add lockdown corner, but you get the idea. They've nailed at least four of the five. I mean, check the boxes off. And they're all young. They're not going anywhere. The only thing the franchise, I'll tell you this much, the only thing to say about the, the franchise itself, the only thing the Houston Texans have done wrong this year, they let the Tennessee Titans wear the Oilers uniforms. That's it. That's the only argument anyone could have right now. The franchise we always make fun of, we really can't say anything except that. And I'm still not going to let that go. I think that was a bad move. <sighs> Overreaction. Well, that was a lot of bragging about the Texans, Jeff. That was 45 seconds more than you've ever given them. That's exactly right. So get ready for it. Overreaction. The Texans go deep in the playoffs. Reality. Check yourself. It's been a great year. I just said, everything has been done correctly. Everything is right. All the indicators are positive. The Texans have every right to say, and I think they probably will, we're happy to be here. That was fun. Thanks. What a great year this has been. Oh, crap, we got another game? Yeah. The Texans are good, and they got lucky. That's okay, too. All right? I'm just saying... You can't feel like there's a run in this team just because this was this was I mean this was a goal. I mean just to be standing there jumping up and down their locker room saying we won our division are you kidding? Remember, it started you get to 4 to 6 wins, okay? You get to 4 to 6 wins. Anything above that would have been nice. Almost like build a statue of them kind of nice. So, no disrespect that they're one and done. I don't blame them. They had to be hung over. They've done more than anyone thought. The template is there. They got they got lucky to beat the Colts. Okay, they did. Now, now it was it was an entertaining game, and for all the right reasons. I'm. It's fine that they won, but if if Indianapolis doesn't drop a ball on fourth and one, they likely go in and score a touchdown. And we're still bragging about the Texans. We're just not saying they're division winners. They get lucky to be division winners because the Jacksonville Jaguars are a train wreck. An unexplained, I can't figure out, I was so wrong about them kind of train wreck. So all the stars aligned for the Texans to be division champions. And I think all the stars have aligned so they can't go very far. It's just not there. Um, They host a playoff game, which is had someone said that to you three months ago or five months ago, you would say you're on crack. No way. Are you kidding me? What? Wait. There's a playoff game in Houston. Who's playing? So they're hosting a playoff game, and that's fun. That's cool. But the problem is I think they're playing the most dangerous dark horse in the entire NFL tournament. That's the Cleveland Browns. Laugh all you want. We're talking about Cleveland and Houston, Houston and Cleveland. That seems like a joke by itself. But no, that, that, that's that's a better team. That's a dangerous team they get, and I don't blame Houston for saying, oh, whatever. We had a nice year and then move on. That's cool. So I don't think it's I think the reality is this is not going to be a deep run. I don't think they get past this game and no one would really blame them for it. So just don't get over your skis. Be happy with what you have and then look to the future. Uh, Overreaction. Uh, This is going to be politically incorrect on every level. Mike McCarthy's job is now safe. Okay. Okay. Jeff, but Jeff, ah, uh, ah, uh, I'm not going there. Reality, his numbers—they're all good. It's almost hard to say these; they're all good, and you would think it's enough to keep him safe. He's 12 and five for the third consecutive year. Okay, that hasn't been done in a long, long time. The NFC East, get this, has not had a repeat champion since 2004. Mumbling Mike now has two division titles in four seasons. He took over play calling. All right, I'm going to build up this resume for Mumbling Mike to be safe no matter what. And then I'm going to say reality is no way. Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 no. There's more to it. He took over play calling, as many of you know. And Dak Prescott goes from a guy who led the league in interceptions to a guy who leads the league in touchdowns. It's been a pretty remarkable turnaround. There's no denying that. Um, so you think, well, gosh, Jeffy, he's got to be safe. 12 and 5, won the division. He, he turns the quarterback around, a completely different looking player altogether, a completely different looking offense altogether. He has to be safe. No. Mm-mm. Nope. If they don't make the NFC Championship game, I don't know that his boss will fire him. But if they don't make the NFC Championship game, none of the stuff that I just mentioned matters. They're too good not to be in the NFC Championship game. They should be 12-5. and Dak Prescott should lead the league in touchdowns. They should have a division title. Well, Philadelphia, but that's a whole other discussion by itself. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, this is not, I've been saying since last summer when people called me a face painter, this team, this roster is ridiculously good. It's the third or fourth, at worst, fourth best roster in the NFL. So you should be in a championship game. So I know the standards are low for Dallas. I know that it's, um, you know, they haven't been in a good place. But this is exactly, they should be not only in an NFC Championship game, they should be competitive in the NFC Championship game. And if not, I'm going to say it again, if not, I think he needs to be in trouble because there's no reason for that team with what they have at this time because the window's about to shut on the Dallas Cowboys. They should be playing an NFC Championship game. If not, that's on Mumbling Mike. Regular season is nice. That's nice. That team is built to go deeper. Anything less than an NFC Championship game should be unacceptable. Should be. So that means that Dallas should be one of the last four teams standing. No doubt. That's how good they are. So I don't think he's safe yet. And I'll keep saying it until the outcome of that NFC Championship game. And if Dallas is not there, then I'd say Mumbling Mike should probably lose his job. That's just the way it goes. Overreaction. Oh, boy. Bill Belichick, the troll, the guy, have you seen the news conference? Now you see the shirt I've been talking about. That thing is straight from 1981 with big stripes. He wears it all the time. All the time. It's like his news conference shirt. It's like, I might get fired shirt. Bill Belichick, overreaction, will have the record for most wins by an NFL head coach by the end of the 2025 regular season. I didn't say 24 season. I said 25. Because he's, what, 16, 17 away or something like that. So it's going to, let's say, it'll take him two years to get it. He'll get it. Reality. I don't think he does. No, I don't think he'd be coaching. I'm not talking about today and tomorrow, which is iffy too. I'm talking about the end of 2025. I'm sorry. I don't know that guy gets that record, which is pretty pathetic and sad, but I think it's reality. The watch has started on Bill Belichick, one of the more fascinating stories. Well, you know what I'm sick of? I'm sick of hearing how interesting it is. It's not that interesting. They suck. Got it? i mean they're really bad this isn't oh he's got a rogue owner who treats him like trash kind of thing this is no your team is horrible whoever the coach's name is should not be coaching again so i don't really find it that interesting um does he make it through the week I, i don't know why he would Um, I I mean, I have no problem with him playing the card. It's the proper legal card, and that is, as he's now starting to say or mumble, hey, I've got a contract. I've got a contract. That is code for pay me. Pay me. That's what he's doing, and I don't think it's a dumb move, and it's true. But I don't think if you own that team, whether you're the pervy old Bob Craft or not, I don't think you'd keep him. There's no reason to keep anybody on that team. They're horrible. Nothing's good there. So here's the way I look at this throughout. Uh, and no matter what, I mean, it's still fair to say the guy is, it's hard. It's getting harder to say. The best coach the game has ever known. The numbers are there, almost there. No doubt the Brady thing, when Brady leaves, you fall apart kind of thing. It still hangs over him. I might get all that stuff. But Bill Belichick, the player personnel guy, doomed Bill Belichick, the football coach. I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, the, the evidence is there. Their roster is awful, and it's his fault. I mean, that's just the way it is. They just lost 17-3 to to the New York Jets. That's hard to do. Um, Nobody can say things look better for the Patriots. Nobody can say things are getting better. There's no reason for optimism at all. They have the worst offense in the NFL. It's an offense that is historically bad. I'm not saying that as an overstatement. I mean, it's historically bad. That's him. Sorry. Um, The funny thing is, look at it this way. The Patriots are the opposite of the Texans now. Everything you look at with the Texans... Young coach, young quarterback. I mean, all these things, all these variables, all the building blocks of the Texans are all good. None of the building blocks of the Patriots are good. They have nothing. No no upside whatsoever. None. I mean, you can keep him around just to say he's a famous guy and he's got bad clothes, but I don't see any reason to do it. I mean, sooner or later, you're going to blow it up because there's nothing good there. Um, I, I can't. Pervy Robert Kraft, I don't see how he can keep him. I don't, unless it's just a financial decision where he says, you know, we're going to die together or something. I don't know. The question on Bill Belichick is not really a matter of, you know, whether he gets fired. The question is, you know, when and then who would replace him. And then the more interesting question with Bill Belichick, this obsession with, is he going to get fired? I think the really interesting part is would anyone else hire him? It's not whether he deserves to keep his job. The question is, Does anybody else that's out there want to hire that guy? And I think that's kind of sketchy right now. Here's what you have as of today, and I think there might be more people getting fired. And I think the guy in Philadelphia might just get his ass fired because he has turned that thing into a dumpster fire. So you have the head coach of the Falcons, uh, Arthur Smith, fired. Ron Rivera is fired and looked like he was—I didn't even know he was okay yesterday— in the game against Dallas. Uh, you might have Chicago. You have, you have Carolina. Nobody in their right mind would want that job because the hedge fund owner is a nutcase. And you've got the Chargers. So, I mean, and I, I think you might have Philadelphia before. They, they go one and done, and I think they might. I think he might. Nick Sirianni might get fired. He might deserve it. So they're in free fall, and I can't figure that one out. So you got Carolina, you've got L.A., Atlanta, Washington, possibly Philadelphia. So first up, here's the thing. All you're doing is calculating, does Bill Belichick get hired to coach anywhere else? Jim Harbaugh gets first pick of anything he wants. Then I suspect Dan Quinn of Dallas probably gets next. And then after that, I don't know. I don't know if Bill Belichick fits. Overreaction. Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills and C.J. Stroud are the hottest quarterbacks going into the playoffs. Think about that. It's hard to argue against them, right? Josh Allen and C.J. Stroud are the hottest quarterbacks going into the playoffs. Reality. Nope, they're numbers two and three. Matthew Stafford of the Rams might be three or four. Got it. There's some really good... I mean, you don't get to this spot without your quarterback being hot. But those aren't the hottest quarterbacks going into the playoffs. Number one is Dak Prescott. Yep. Also politically incorrect to say, right? It's the best quarterback-receiver receiver combination going into the playoffs, and that is Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. It's, I'm not even sure it's even close. No one is hotter. He leads the league in touchdown passes. He is ridiculously red-hot right now. And he's playing at home. And if you haven't looked at his home numbers, they're absurd. There's no reason to bet against him at this point. And it's not just Dak Prescott that's the hottest at his position. CeeDee Lamb is the hottest at his position. Got it? So, on the road, Dallas finally did it. They look like a mess for about 28 minutes. He goes thir- Dak Prescott goes 31-36 on the road. Um, and... He's the first quarterback—this is ridiculous. He's the first quarterback to lead the NFL—Dallas quarterback—to lead the NFL in touchdowns since Roger Staubach. Which seems hard to believe with Troy Aikman and all that stuff. But that's the truth. 1973. So, Lamar Jackson is the MVP. I think the betting public knows that. But Dak Prescott is number two. He's the hottest quarterback going into the playoffs— And CeeDee Lamb is ridiculous at this point. Doesn't get enough credit, although that's starting to change. So, I don't know the last time you had two players from the same team finish in the top five in the MVP. But I think they're going to have two of the top six. And it would be deserved. CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott. Um, And it probably goes, you know, Lamar Jackson wins it. Tyreek Hill's up there. Christian McCaffrey's up there. Matthew Stafford... Dak Prescott, um, but then you throw CeeDee Lamb in there and you're not going to be wrong. You're not going to be wrong at all. That's the hottest pair going in the playoffs and it matters a lot. And they're going home. He was Dak Prescott. I know it was Washington and they don't care and they quit, but he was ridiculously sharp yesterday on the road, which has been unheard of. So there's no reason you bet against him at this point. None. None whatsoever. All right, 512-834-1027. On Twitter, it's at Jeff Ward Show. Jeff Ward, weekdays
0: on 102.7 ESPN. Subscribe to the Jeff Ward Show podcast where the aliens are going to come and get you. On 102.7 ESPN. Now back to the Jeff Ward Show.
1: All right, you've got the overreactions and reality. I don't know, maybe you've got some other... Not-so-realistic ideas out there. Go ahead, have at it. It's at Jeff Ward Show on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week. Here you go, some responses. Only six teams at Jeff Ward Show, only six teams have not reached the conference championship game since Dallas' last Super Bowl 95. Cleveland, Washington, Houston, Miami, Detroit, and Dallas. That list could get smaller. If Dallas doesn't get off that list, Mike McCarthy needs to go. Hire Sean McVay in twenty six when they need to rebuild. Okay, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know about twenty six. You know, the owner is like one hundred and ten, so I'm not. I'm not sure what kind of how how far we're projecting out. But yeah, I, I I have no problem people being giddy about where Dallas is right now, but. It's exactly where I thought Dallas would be right now. Now, I did not, anywhere along the way, I did not, Dallas is what they are. I'm not surprised, not shocked, it's uh, CeeDee Lamb has been as good or better than I thought he could be, but otherwise, yeah, this is, that's, that team is one of the three best rosters in football. What I didn't see coming, and nobody did, is, I thought Philadelphia was better. Most people did. I'm pretty sure they were. I don't think that was some kind of mirage. It was Dallas and Philadelphia was a great game in Philadelphia. Those were two really good teams. Um, Dallas played well, and I think I made the comment that Monday, you know, that Philadelphia team is just a closer. That feels like another lifetime ago. What the hell is that? What is wrong with them? (laughs) They're a mess. They just got smoked by the Giants. They quit. And if you didn't know there was a disconnect with Philadelphia, they quit and their coach gave a news conference. And I, I don't think he's safe because I think he might go crazy himself. But he gave a news conference. Well, all he did was brag about how his team didn't quit. And I'm thinking, hey, bud, did you watch? Because you just got drilled by the Giants because you quit. So, I, I didn't see Dallas win the division. Nobody did, you know, a month and a half ago. But yeah, they're the best team by far. Yeah. I mean, uh, just don't, don't, let, don't let mumbling Mike and Jerry Jones off the hook. Don't. Because now, now they're going to be defined. The franchise is going to be defined by what it does in the playoffs. And Mike McCarthy is going to be defined by what he does in the playoffs. That's what you do when you have one of the best rosters in the NFL. Don't, don't be a face painter and let him off the hook. I don't think people will. I don't. At Jeff Ward's show, Tiger Woods announces split with Nike, leaving brands' ties to golf in doubt. Um, you know... Yeah, I I think there's a lot to read into that. There's a lot of interesting business aspects. First, the marketing aspect, and that is <sighs> he doesn't help them anymore. Sorry, it just does. It doesn't help. You know, it's uh it's been an incredible run. He built that part of the swoosh. He, he, arguably as important, not not going to be long term, but certainly arguably as important to Nike. Is Michael Jordan was for that one sport, one, that one brand. But, you know, even if they want to continue, the swoosh wants to continue in the golf business. And I I don't know, I haven't looked in a long time how profitable that is. I know they got out of a lot of that stuff. I'm not sure it is that profitable. But paying him at this point going forward doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It just, it just doesn't. You know, when you, when you hire a spokesperson you are hiring a de facto salesperson. That's what you're doing. And to be a good salesperson, you need to be making some sales calls. And he's off the radar. And I don't think he's coming back. And it was a nice run. But he's he's not going to be relevant enough. You're not going to see. You're not going to get a chance to see that billboard anymore. You're just not. So, I mean, I, I just I think it's a... In everything, I hate to go business school on you, but in everything, there's a product life cycle. And that one's over. It just is. There's nothing, no brand, no one extends the brand like Michael Jordan. Ever. I mean, you're just not going to see it again. It just It's unheard of in marketing. No one can keep it up like that. I'm not even sure how. It's like it's got this retro market to it. But I I just don't think you expect the same thing out of Tiger Woods and golf, so I don't blame Nike for saying enough. I don't know that he would blame them enough. And I don't know that any of us really care if they're out of the golf business or not. Doesn't really matter. Uh, Tonight's the national championship game, and Jim Harbaugh is, I, I would assume, no matter what, he leaves. Um... And he has his pick of anything, and he'll do well. He, you got to remember, when you talk about Jim Harbaugh, for me to rail on him as a character, uh, as having character or no character, as ethical or not ethical, is different than talking about him as a football coach. Look, he, he's, he's the only guy from college I would touch. I wouldn't go anywhere near anyone else because it's a different game, especially now. And... He's already proven he's an eyelash away from winning a Super Bowl. He had the guts to go to Colin Kaepernick, and it worked. So Jim Harbaugh, it's not, it's not going to be a fluke when he goes to the NFL and succeeds. That's different than Jim Harbaugh the weirdo. Like <laughs> I mean, he's just weird, and he seems pretty unethical. So I assume he, he's gone no matter what happens tonight. I think they win, by the way. Because I think he's going to do what Texas didn't and couldn't do. He's going to make this game tonight look like 1975. They are going to go off tackle until you fall asleep. And it probably will work. It's the smartest thing you can do against Washington. It's precisely what Texas should have done or tried to do. But Jim Harbaugh, the weirdo, is he's off the charts, man. I'm reading early this morning... (laughs) He's going to have his pick of any jobs. And it might, Chicago might be included. And I don't know that that's as good as the Chargers, to be honest. I mean, if you were if you were Jim Harbaugh and you get to name your job and name your price, I, I think it'd be hard to say no to the Chargers. There's too many good things there. I'm not sure that's, you know, in Chicago, you got to go get a new quarterback. And with the Chargers, you don't have that. And every other job, there's no other good NFL job right now if you want to look good. They all have issues. The Chargers have fewer issues than anyone else. You could also wait. We could only wish. We could also wait on Mumbling Mike to see if Dallas flames out. But I don't think Jerry Jones and Jim Harbaugh would last 15 minutes. But Jim Harbaugh the weirdo. Check this out. <laughs> I'm reading in Yahoo today. Apparently Jim Harbaugh likes to show his team movies of Predators. And I'm not saying Predator the movie. I'm saying Predator's killing stuff. Okay? Uh, Jim Harbaugh, this is Yahoo Sports now. Jim Harbaugh's brain is fascinating. The Michigan coach has some unique theories. He once said humans shouldn't eat chickens because they were a nervous bird. Hmm. Got it? How about that? Yeah. Oh, that's nothing. He, this guy goes, he's way out there. He said he believes the, quote, number one natural steroid is sleep and whole milk. Okay. All right. Does that mean with steroids or without there, coach? Now this is it. So he's been showing the team videos and he was asked about because he's not, you know, look, I I, I don't fault him for not taking questions about his next job. I mean, I don't. I mean, right now he shouldn't answer that. Um, I think he could probably say... Yeah, He basically just deflects the questions because he likes being asked. But what he really, he's not wrong in saying, I'm not answering that right now. Why don't, you, why don't you ask me about tonight's game? We're playing for national championship. Shut up already. So apparently in all the boredom he is asked about, he has this thing about showing movies to the team. That's not uncommon. Teams that I was on, you have these movies. We used to watch this Pittsburgh Cedar highlight film from the 1970s. I don't know why we watched it all the time. But Jim Harbaugh likes to show tigers chasing down gazelles. (laughs) But It gets even better. He said this. There's like the perfect fighting unit to me, and it's a pack of wolves. You see them. You see them gathered together before the fight. You see them all together in the fight. You see them celebrating those wolves after the fight. We show documentaries and predators. We found one this year on predators, tigers, cheetahs, lions. It's all great stuff. Really seems to resonate with our guys. Who doesn't, by the way? Everyone likes to watch these movies. (laughs) No, coach. Actually, most normal people don't don't sit around and watch cheetahs hunting down gazelles or wolves or whatever you're talking about but then he like really he finds his uh, then he finds his sweet spot and that is the wolves he's a big fan of wolves. He goes we kind of allow ourselves to devolve into wolves again, <laughs> again coach no we don't actually he says that's what we want to channel. It's nature's greatest fighting unit. that's why we like them. okay says so yeah. He's weird. He, he's he's a nut, man. Have you ever seen him before games? There's entire, you, you can watch entire reels of Jim Harbaugh before games. He wears gloves and he goes out there and plays catch and throws passes and he really gets into it. It's kind of funny. He doesn't have anybody but he catch the ball for him, so he doesn't break a finger. He's out there running around catching passes and all that stuff. So he's he's a piece of work. He's an excellent coach. He's going to do well in the NFL and he's pretty much screwed over Michigan after tonight. That's just the way he operates, but he'll he'll bolt. I assume there are four and a, What is it? A four four and a half point favorites. I think uh, that line, for whatever reason, is not moving, which I find kind of strange right now. Um, and I, I mean, I'd like to be wrong. I don't cheer because I have no feelings in games. I I, I just think it'd be kind of cool and different if Washington won. And I think the world of Michael Penix Jr. is a player and all their receivers, but. You know, before the Texas game, I kept saying it's a bad matchup. Football is like basketball. It's a game of matchups. And Washington was a terrible matchup for Texas because what Washington did really well, better than anyone, Texas couldn't do, and that stopped the pass. So it was a bad matchup. I think based on the small sample size we have, and that is just the ability of Texas to run on, on run on Washington makes me concerned that Washington can't stop Michigan, and and the difference is Ta- Michigan won't stop doing it like Texas did, and so they'll shorten this game, and I, I think it's a bad matchup for the Washington defense. I'd like to be wrong. I don't, you know, I saw them do it against Oregon. I've seen them play some pretty good teams this year, but nobody that can shove people around like Michigan. You know, Texas shoved them around pretty easily when they were smart enough to run. But I think it's a bad draw for Washington. And then I'm going to easily assume two things. One, you know, as I said before, Texas played Washington. If you don't get to Michael Penix Jr., he's just going to torture you. When you have a crappy secondary like Texas, he's gonna just going to rip you to shreds. If you can't get to him, I think Michigan can do a better job of getting to the quarterback than Texas. And that, that's an interesting matchup because if you don't, If you don't, Michael Penix is going to make everyone look bad. So I assume Michigan can do better than that. And I also make the assumption, I think it's absolutely true, because it's hard to judge Michigan too much. They really had such a ridiculously easy schedule. You don't know that much. So I'm going to make an assumption here that even if they don't get to Michael Penix, which is trouble, I got to believe their secondary is even better than Texas's, which isn't saying a heck of a lot. Um now if I'm wrong and their secondary is trash, then and you don't get to him, he'll do to you what he did to Texas. He's that good. So I, I just I assume those matchups are bad for Washington. I assume Harbaugh gets his championship. I assume that makes it easier for him to make the move, but I think he's going regardless.
0: Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Show. On 102.7 ESPN. Now back to the Jeff Ward Show.
1: All right, on Twitter X or whatever it's called this week, uh, it's at Jeff Ward Show. Phone number is 512-834-1027. That was Smoker Voice talking over my kid again. Apparently that hasn't changed in 2024. He won't shut up. He just won't shut up. All right, here we go on Twitter X, uh, at Jeff Ward Show. I think Harbaugh goes to Washington. Uh, okay. Seems to be a good owner. Gets to pick his franchise quarterback in the draft and real close to his brother in Baltimore. Uh, that family's very close. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't thought of that angle yet. I'm um, i, I, I don't, not sure I completely... Buy, I don't see the upside in Washington. Uh, yes, yes. They got a new owner... They're going to get a new stadium someday. Um, I don't like that team at all. It was a good defense that all of a sudden this year – a defense, really good defense a year ago, and they're awful on defense this year. I can't figure them out. You're right. They're going to get to go pick a quarterback. But, I mean, if fair enough. If hanging out with his brother and being close to his brother and, you know, listen, in terms of fan bases, you turn it around in Washington – and you're a rock star. The Chargers, no one cares. No one cares. So, yeah, I could see where that would be appealing. Um, You know what I'm wondering, and I keep wondering, who was the kid that his father threw this out there? I believe it was Caleb Williams' dad said he would like equity in whoever drafts him, which I think is brilliant. And I think it would be a smart thing to do for a team, but they won't do it. They will not do that with a player. I think you should, but the owners, look, they are greedy, and they don't want to open that door. They don't. Because they know the players, believe it or not, are underpaid. But here's something I would throw out there. What if somebody did that with Harbaugh? I mean, I I think it's the next smart move because that – that asset, those assets of the NFL are appreciating unlike anything else. It wouldn't be a bad move to say, you know what, Washington, you know what, Chargers, Cowboys, you know, whoever. You won't do this with a player. You won't have a player have equity. And they just won't. They will not do it. Um, there's no, they will, they will kill off an owner. The other owners would. And I'm not being too dramatic here. They would kill off another owner if they offered equity to a player. And the reason is, the same thing that happened with Deshaun Watson, the minute you go down that road means that that door is open for good. So they won't do it for a player, but would they do it for a coach? Interesting take. You know, it'd be a smart move for Hallbar to say, look, you got me, I'll I'll sign a four-year deal, five-year deal. I want 6% or no deal. Within your best interest to give me some, a stake, some skin in the game? Would it be Washington? I don't know. I don't know about why. I wouldn't want Washington. Uh, it's just a bad team right now, and I don't see getting fixed too easily. Um, the Chargers are the easiest thing to tinker with and make them win. They're a good roster with a stupid coach. Washington is a bad roster that had a pretty decent coach. Carolina is a train wreck. Don't go near it. That, that owner, is a, he makes Jerry Jones look timid. Uh, don't touch that one. Philadelphia, I still don't think it's outrageous for Philadelphia to whack Nick Sirianni. And that organization knows what it's doing. Now, that's a good one. That's a good gig. If Nick Sirianni were to get whacked because he's gone crazy and everything's gone wrong, I think you'd jump at that one. That's the, that would be the best opening. Because you have a super smart general manager, an owner that is that will spend money, and you've got a talented quarterback for the next 6, eight, ten 10 years. Take that one. If and when it opens. Atlanta maybe would be up there uh, in terms of the best jobs. Uh, it would be next. The Patriots, no. No, 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 no. Don't go near that thing. No way. I mean, I just... One, you're replacing Belichick. You're living in the shadow of Brady. Your owner is an old perv. Um, it's just that one's hard to fix. But Washington, that's a, that's an interesting take on that. That's, that's not something I thought about. At Jeff Ward's show. <laughs> Dallas will be upset by Detroit, thus will not even win one playoff game. Super Bowl will be San Francisco v. Baltimore. Well, that's fine, except they don't play Detroit first. See, that's no. Detroit actually gets a really bad draw. They get the Rams, and I think the Rams might beat them. Partly because I think the Detroit head coach is a meathead, and I think he's going to screw things up, just like mumbling Mike did. So no, Dallas is not Dallas. Dallas is one and done. Mike doesn't make it to the locker room. He's fired. I don't think Dallas is one and done. I don't. I I, I mean, I, I fully expect Dallas to play in the NFC championship game, and I think it should be a good game. It was a good game last year. It wasn't bad. At Jeff Ward Show. Huh. Is this like is this like a almost a borderline fake Twitter account for me? The white warg? Or is that just a weird name? <laughs> That's too close to me, man. Weird fact, since the, 2000, since the year 2000, the New York Jets have six playoff wins. The Dallas Cowboys have four. Yeah, I get it. Um, I, the Jets, he's not going to get fired. Robert Sal is not going to get fired. I think at some point he might wish that he would get fired so he could get out from under the oppressive world of Aaron Rodgers. That's what I think. I think if, I think he would, at this point, Robert Sala wishes they would get rid of him because I would want no part of that. And I don't think Jim Harbaugh would want any part of that because Jim Harbaugh would walk in there and say, first of all, the owner's a jackass and Jim Harbaugh is not going to function well with that. No. He needs to go somewhere where the owner is down the street you know, sends him money and never says another word. Because Harbaugh will run the place and run it pretty well. He will. He'll be like, um, he's like a younger version of Belichick in some ways. And he's not young, but he's just, he's, he's pretty good at hands-on. He's not afraid. He, know what he's, he knows what he's doing. He doesn't play tricked-up football. It's going to be pretty straightforward. Um, but he's got guts and confidence. I mean, any do, anybody that pulled the trigger on Colin Kaepernick and had it work, knows what they're doing and that San Francisco team was close to winning it all no matter what we end up saying about Jim Harbaugh and I think he's he's an unethical piece of trash and how he's run Michigan and the things that he says publicly the guy knows what he's doing absolutely right. phone number is 512-834-1027 on Twitter it's at Jeff Ward Show
0: Jeff Ward weekdays on 102.7 ESPN hey bro listen to the jeff ward show
1: oh you better like that kid all right all the numbers on tonight's game it's uh it's interesting You, you would you would assume it doesn't turn into a track meet like georgia tcu surely not i mean these two teams are too good they've been around too long um no no way but i don't know the 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 over under is the betting over under is at 56.5 i would assume the under and and i don't and for whatever reason most of the money is taking the over and i don't get that and let me let me Not that I'm encouraging you to bet, but I'm basically encouraging you to bet. Two things. One, Washington doesn't, they wait for the play clock to go to five. I just—I said this after they played Texas. It's so weird how they play in a world where most teams hurry up and want to run more plays. Washington actually likes to run fewer. And so if you look at some of the stuff that they've done, it's a reason why they don't blow teams out. They wait forever. So I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see that at all. And Michigan doesn't want that. Michigan doesn't want to get in a sixty-point game with Washington. Nobody does. I I would assume the under. That's that's surprising to me. ESPN says the that their power index gives Michigan a seventy-four point three percent chance to win. Uh, the betting line right now, according to ESPN, is at minus five Michigan. Uh, so it's you know I mean it's I guess it hasn't changed much. Of ESPN experts, of which there are forty-six. No, I'm not included. Um, oddly enough, the majority, thirty-two of the forty-eight polled, predict a Washington win, straight up. Uh, again, not me. I, like I said, I don't. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a good matchup. I'll tell you this much, though, that. If if Washington were to win, for Washington to win, the, that means Michael Penix has dominated the game. That's how they win, because you know that's what they do. They don't. Um, they're not going to run the ball in Michigan very well. They won't. And then they've got receivers all over the place. The best group of receivers in the college game. But the only chance those guys have, and they're great. I mean, Texas fans got to see it because Texas has a great group, and that one is even better than Texas. So for Washington to win, it means that Michael Penix has a stellar game because that's how their entire team is built. It's just him. He has a stellar game. I'm thinking more people are going to come around to my side and say, oh, maybe he should be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft. So I think tonight they win, watch him be one of the first two players taken in the draft. They lose, and it hurts him. Because for whatever reason, people who are predicting the draft don't see what I think some of the rest of us see with him, and that is a pro quarterback. So they lose, and he has a bad outing, which I'm not sure is going to be all his fault because Michigan can pressure him. I think he starts to, I think sadly, he starts to drop. It'll be held against him because the whole game is him. Everything is about him. Michigan it's going to be about offense and defensive lines. Washington, it's about their quarterback. So he's a lot of the next few months and what people think about him as an NFL prospect is defined by tonight. It really is. They win, and the guy, you know, he's at the top of the draft, I would assume. How you if anyone has a better quarterback, I'm waiting to hear it or see it. I, I just I don't get it. I don't. But I don't know about that over. I think that may be crazy money. I think this game goes. Really fast. You know what Washington does? And I watched them play, what, seven or eight times this year? What they do is, one, he doesn't throw many incomplete passes. Okay, so every ball hits people in the hands. The clock just keeps running. They just, it just keeps going. They shorten the game unlike any passing team you'll see. Michigan will shorten the game because they want to do the smart thing and run the ball. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.